Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us is uh, Michael Warren of the Weekly Standard, who got to hang out in Texas with uh, Greg Abbott, who you think is likely to be the next governor of Texas. Is that right? That's right. I mean, we hear from the mainstream media all about Wendy Davis and sh- sort of her future as, as, as the new governor of a newly blue Texas. But, you know, it's, it's just not happening. Uh, Greg Abbott's the Republican. He's uh, won the primary and uh, look, Texas is still a Republican state, and he's going to be the guy to win. Uh, what makes you think he's going to be the guy to win? Is it him, or is it just the, the essential Republicanism of, of Texas? Well, I, I would say it's two things. One, Greg Abbott is uh, has been elected uh, twice statewide as the Attorney General. Uh, he's been in, uh, actually, I should say three times as Attorney General. He's been basically Attorney General for almost the entire length of Rick Perry's uh, gubernatorial tenure, and so he's got a uh, he's got a, a level of knowledge of the state, and the state knows a lot about him. Uh, he's he's uh, been sort of the the forefront of the lawsuits against the Obama administration. He likes to go around saying, "I've sued the Obama administration more than 25 times." He sort of led the charge on the uh, original Obamacare lawsuit, uh, the the one that that sort of argued about the the Commerce Clause objections to Obamacare. Uh, so he is is no uh, just sort of figurehead uh, for the Republican Party, but you also have to look at just the makeup of the state. It is a Republican state. Uh, Texas is uh, has been Republican for for several cycles now, uh, and, uh, and and that's the way it's going to be at least for the short term. Uh, if Wendy Davis were running, maybe in uh, 20 years, uh, maybe she would have a better chance of winning. I want to ask you about the uh, the thing that jumps out when someone meets or sees Greg Abbott for the first time, which, of course, that he's in a wheelchair, and how that uh, impacts both him as a candidate, how does it impact him, his level of confidence while he's out? Is In other words, is he a candidate who's somewhat defined by his wheelchair the way maybe a candidate of a, a minority candidate might be defined by his race, or is it just part of uh, going on with life? You know, it's interesting. Uh, what what the Abbott folks tell me is that a lot of people don't even know that he's in Texas. A lot of people in Texas don't even know that he's in a wheelchair until they meet him. Uh, I would say that uh, he has never let his wheelchair uh, uh, sort of get in the way of of his political career. I asked him, you know, do you do you think you would be running for governor? If, if you hadn't had the accident that you had and, and ended up in a wheelchair. And he really didn't want to answer the question. He said, you know, I, I'd like to think I would. And uh, that's the sort of way he approaches it. Uh, the, the, the story of how he got in the wheelchair is, is really one of a, of a freak accident. He was jogging. He was a, a, a newly minted lawyer. He was just about to start his, his, his job in Houston as a, a, you know, a high-powered lawyer. Uh, he was jogging, and a tree just fell on him, crushed a car next mm-hmm. to him, and, and crushed his legs. Uh, this was back in uh, 1984, uh, 30 years ago, and it, it sort of uh, completely changed his life. And he, he talks a lot about about uh, sort of the way that he sort of reevaluated himself and his, you know, relationship with uh, with his work and his wife and those kind of things. Uh, but you know, I would say he doesn't dwell on it uh, in the way that you you described uh, that some other candidates might. Uh, he makes mm-hmm. jokes about it. He sort of brings. He has sort of a lighthearted uh, attitude toward it, and I think that is one way in which Greg Abbott sort of endears himself to voters who might be a little wary of, you know, approaching him maybe at a, at a campaign event. He sort of, he, he jokes lightly ab- about it. Uh, there, there was one that I really liked uh, that he says, uh, you know, when I was in this accident, my spine had to be 
put back together by the doctors. They had to insert steel rods. So when a politician says they have a spine of steel, you know, I can legitimately say I have a spine <laughs> made of steel. So he, he, he has a sort of lighthearted attitude, which I think is endearing for him as a politician. And he has a high-profile opponent from the national media standpoint, and she's getting a lot of celebrity buzz. And the, the, uh, the message out here far from Texas is that she's kind of got the showbiz thing going on. You know what I mean, Michael? She's like a, a, a candidate with personality, sparkle. You know, she, she gets people pumped up and excited. Number one is that true on the ground in Texas. And number two, does Greg Abbott have any of that s- political star quality? Well, uh, I would say that uh, Wendy Davis's star has been a little tarnished. There have been a couple of, of I wouldn't say scandals necessarily, but uh, it was it was revealed that she had sort of uh, maybe embellished uh, her history as a, as a single mom. Right. Uh, of course, going to law school, but she was she was getting some help. So, uh, regardless of that, what I was struck by were, were two things. I was in Texas around the time of the primary, and the big story uh, from after the primary wasn't that Wendy Davis won because everybody knew she was going to win the primary. It was that she did really poorly in the major majorly Hispanic districts along the border. Now, that's a that's a very Democratic part of of Texas. But uh, they voted for, not for Wendy Davis, the person that is on magazine covers and, and talked about on Sunday news shows. Right. Uh, they voted for a perennial also-ran that nobody even really knew who he was. So that, that, that told me that that star power hasn't really translated. And one more funny story that I heard about Wendy Davis was that MSNBC was having trouble figuring out where she was in the weeks before the primary. <laughs> so they actually called the Greg Abbott campaign to say, hey, do you know where your opponent is? Uh, we, we can't seem to find her. So, <laughs> and needless to say, the Abbott campaign did not know where she was and, and did not uh, tell MSNBC. Uh, Greg Abbott has had the chance to work with both Ted Cruz and Governor Rick Perry. Any feedback from, uh, uh, from the Attorney General about what it's like to work with these guys? Anything we can learn about them from him? Well, I asked both Ted Cruz and Rick Perry about Greg Abbott. Uh, Rick Perry, of course, has been in office since 2000, since George W. Bush resigned early to take uh, on the presidency. So he knows Texas and Texas politics better than anybody. He's very co- he's convinced that Greg Abbott's going to win. They're, they're very, two very different men. Rick Perry is, is, is the kind who likes to backslap. He likes to make deals. Uh, and, and sort of call up people and say, hey, why don't you come on down to Texas and bring your business with you? Right. Uh, and he recognizes that Greg Abbott is, is a lawyer. He's, a, he's got a little bit more of a lawyer, lawyerly temperament to him. And, and so I think that's the big difference. Uh, Ted Cruz spoke a lot about Greg Abbott's sort of uh, courage and, and challenging uh, actually the Bush administration uh, on a couple of issues uh, uh, with, with regard to uh, a few legal issues with regard to international law. Uh, so, so both uh, Perry and Cruz have a lot to say uh, about Abbott, and Abbott really is a force in, in Texas politics, uh, and, and I think that has a lot to do with, uh, with the sort of uh, things that, that, that Cruz and Perry were praising him for. Okay, I really just set a trap for you by asking about Rick Perry because I really want to hear about whether or not Rick Perry is going to be a presidential contender in 2016. Well, I, uh, I I talked with Perry in his office in Austin, and, and he was, uh, I, I think, uh, uh, definitely trying to get across to me, and he's been getting across to others in, in, in interviews and public appearances, that he's not the same candidate that he was in 2012, that he's got a lot more uh, pep and pizzazz, and, and he won't uh, uh, screw up as he did in 2012 in some of those debates. Uh, look, you have to look at, at the Texas model, which uh, is really working. The, the state is booming right now at a time when most of the country isn't. 
Uh, and so you can you can look at uh, what Perry uh, did in 2012 on that presidential campaign. He really sort of uh, put his foot in his mouth uh, a lot of times. Uh, but you got he's prob- probably looking at the the whole scene, looking at the uh, at, at the Republican uh, potential Republican primary opponents, and thinking, hey, why can't I get in there and 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 make the case for Texas and make the case for myself? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he does that. Uh, he he basically said, if I'm decide to run as a candidate, uh, then then I will make those decisions later on. So he wouldn't quite come out and say, I will or will not right. be one. But I think we can expect that. Well, I just hope it's not a reprise of 2012 because he did does have a tremendous record. But what's the use of having a tremendous record if you can't be the candidate and go out and sell it? That was I, I watched uh, Governor Perry give a speech in Massachusetts at, at the peak of his popularity. And it was excruciating to watch. And I just don't get it because they clearly like him in Texas. He's good at campaigning. Any thoughts, Michael, on why the difference? Well, I will say he is very aware of those uh, missteps during the 2012 mm-hmm. campaign. He says that the, the experience was very humbling. He says that it's, uh, it was a learning experience. He learned a lot about himself. He's used sort of the excuse that he had had back surgery uh, just two weeks before jumping in. Mm. He was on uh, pain medications, and that was affecting him. I don't know how much of that I buy. I mean, he obviously did have back surgery, and I'm sure that uh, affected him in a lot of ways. Uh, but, uh, but he seems to be very aware of it. Uh, I get the sense that if he jumped in, he uh, would, would have a lot of support. He's got a, he's got, he definitely has a network that is interested in him running, uh, and you would expect that, uh, that they would be uh, at – taking uh, great pains to make sure he didn't repeat the mistakes uh, of, of two years ago. But, of course, we'll have two years before we have to actually uh, evaluate that. Michael Warren with the Weekly Standard. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.